Welcome into Big Red Revival. I'm your host, Taylor Goldenstein, coming to you from Omaha, Nebraska. We're talking anything and everything Nebraska and college football. Join us each and every Friday on your drive time as we get you ready for every single Husker Saturday throughout the college football season. Go Big Red. Let's go. All right. Welcome back into the Big Red Revival podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Taylor Goldenstein. Um, let's go ahead and just jump into the upcoming 2019 season. Uh, Nebraska seems to be getting more hype than usual. I mean, locally, we're always, you know, we're going to win the national championship, this, that, and third. But this year, it's a little bit different because a lot of the hype is actually coming from the national media. Um, how do you guys feel about the outside expectations of, I mean, you've got Martinez as, what, the third third rated uh, favorite to win the Heisman. Nebraska, I've seen some people picking them to make it all the way to the playoff. Obviously, most are picking them to win the Big Ten West and maybe even win the Big Ten. But where do you, where do you guys, what do you guys think of all the hype coming into the season? Is it a good thing, bad thing, or what, what do you think about that? I think it's a good thing overall. It's getting our brand name out there. Absolutely, yep. Um, you know, we're, we have our name out there. You know, we're, we're on everyone's radar, which is, which is a good thing. It's a good start. Yep. However, we, we need to really just change things up this year and actually meet those expectations and, and rise up to the, the big-time environments, big-time games, big-time moments, and, and you know, show that we should be there. Yeah. I mean, it, what, it starts, you know, game one because we've got uh, first, you know, first Saturday of the college football season, you're leading uh, – game day is leading into our game. So it's going straight from game day right into kickoff at Nebraska – First South Alabama. So the national eyeballs are already going to be on us. The hype train is in full effect. So it's time to just put up or shut up. I mean, it's time to go ahead and show what we got and step out and win big games. I mean, I think the most important start with the schedule that we have lined up is we got to start 4-0. I mean, with the schedule we have at South Alabama, at Colorado, Northern Illinois, at Illinois, those are four games that should be more than double-digit wins for us. So it's it's imperative that we get off to that good start, unlike last year where we had a fumble, you know, couldn't get off to the right start and, you know, start 0-6. So starting off with these four cupcakes, basically, off 4-0 is basically how we need to get started, and then we can just take off from there, lean into a potential head-to-head matchup with uh, – with Ohio State at home, game day, game day implications. Yep. I mean, that's that's big shit. So, uh, what do you what do you think, Drew? What, do you, what what's kind of your expectations for the start of the season? Anybody you're looking at to maybe have a breakout season that hasn't stepped up necessarily yet? What do you, what are you thinking? Yeah. So, the beginning of the year, I definitely think that there are four first games are winnable. Um, Northern Illinois, out of the first four teams, I think is actually our hardest opponent. They had 50 sacks last year as a team, uh, second in all of. College football. All right, they play hard. Uh, they beat us. At, they did. They beat us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat do you do you think that trauma? But they do you think us. that the offense line is in a better position this year than yes. last year? I know yes. we lost two veterans in Foster and yep. uh, what's the other guys? They Farmer, Farmer, yeah, Farmer and Foster. Which I mean, Interior to me, lineman. those guys, those guys could be uh, unfortunately under the classification of overrated. I mean, yes. they were both what fifth year seniors two or whatever of players, but our line is not great, right? And you know, I I don't like to criticize a fellow knight, but right. you know, Gerald Foster never really, I think, left a little to be desired. Yeah, absolutely, never lived up to expectations. Inopportune holding calls here and there. Um, you know, I do think our offensive line is going to be much improved, uh, specifically because at the Nebraska Coaches Clinic, again, I, I got to work with Frank Verducci. Okay. Not to be confused with Mario Verdusco, but Verducci 
is a 12-year NFL coach and a longtime Big Ten coach, O coordinator, offensive line coach for a lot of teams, a lot of coaching experience in the NFL. He told me the biggest difference he sees from the guys this year to next year is that last year they were trying to figure out their assignments. Who do I block on what play? What do I do? 3-4 front, 4-3 front, nickel, whatever. They got their assignments down. So in year two, the big transition is going to be, now I know who I have every play. Now I, now I have my fundamentals and my technique are ironed out, and I'm going to block this motherfucker every play. Yep. And I think our tackles are very, I, you know, high miss. I mean, I think that guy is going to be yep. a, end up He's being solid. a – uh, high round NFL yep. draft pick. He's legit. Uh, I know there's Forniok is a work in progress. Forniok's yeah, all right. Still, a little Forniok sounds like he's going to be getting some but playing that's time this year. That's a yeah. right. tackle. And when you have a guy like Adrian Martinez behind center, yep. the front front side tackle is just he's it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, if, yep. if get your hands on the guy. Get past him, it's not his backside. Right. So he's going to see it. He's going to adjust. He's, and he's going to make a play. Absolutely. As far as center, I mean, it's. I don't think they it's settled really in. Cameron Jurgens, but he has injuries. They're not, not settled on him. Yeah. But he is a physical freak of nature. And, I've, and the kind of the word out there right now is that he's a little bit out of shape. He is. Yeah. His ability to create power and generate force is what all the Husker coaches were mm-hmm. talking about, though. Yep. He can do things that other people can't and recover and finish those blocks in ways that others cannot just because of his physical gifts. Yeah, yeah. and it's well noted, too, that Frost really looks at Cameron Jurgens yeah. as, as like a... He's Remington on him. Type yeah, like yeah. 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 quite often, and so yep. I mean that speaks highly of what he can be. Yeah, and, and he's I, still you know, young, and too. you know he's yeah. just an all-around athlete. What he was all all state and track, tight breaking end. all the. He's a tight he thrower, came in dude. as he came in as an athlete. Yes, and a four-star recruit. Yeah, the one knock Yeah, the one knock on him would be you know he's been injury prone. He was injured in high school. He's now injury now, and then. Especially going from what he coming at two thirty five, and now all of a sudden he's it's up like about two ninety. Yeah, so that's you know what are we talking fifty five pounds yeah, of putting on, yeah. and now you still got to try to be the athlete you were before 50, 55, 55 pounds heavier. That's a lot to ask for a guy. I don't think I don't think he's the immediate answer, no. um, but I think overall the line will be better than uh, they were last year. And um, speaking of that, the well, break will, my will. personal breakout star for next year yeah. is the unglamorous offensive line position, but. Specifically, Bo Wilson himself. Yep. His tenacity, his aggressiveness, and his assignment-ready football. He's gonna be our best lineman. Yeah. My, what's the What's the boy's name from uh, Des Moines that we have? Raritan. Raritan. Is he still in the roster? Was, is that motherfucker gonna play, or is uh, he just? Uh, he, you know, I think he was a lot of hype, and I haven't seen him suit up. Yeah. Yet, so I don't know. Typical Iowa. You know, a lot of hype, not a lot <laughs> of fucking show. You know, he was a high four-star recruit, and uh, I thought at the time a big-time recruit, but he just hasn't ever really panned out. I mean, I think he's going into his fourth year now. But I think at least depth-wise, they're going to be better. Um, okay, so what if, if I was to tell you that one player on the Nebraska offense was first-team All-Big Ten, who would you want that to be to show that Nebraska had a great season outside of Adrian Martinez? Who, if there was a first-team All-Big Ten player on, on the offense and would dictate Nebraska's success, who, who would it be? For me, Jack Stoll. Jack Stoll, ah, tight end. Intriguing. Uh, yeah. Huge position in this offense. Yep. The receivers are going to be what they are. The the running backs, all of those different looks. Um, that's gonna that's just gonna create a whole lot of opportunity for a lot of different players. But the tight end is is always been kind of a favorite position of mine because yep. it's like your it's like your security blanket. Yep. Yeah, yeah, security blanket. Your security blanket. Like yep. tight ends were the hardest to play. I mean, and you saw some of the plays Jack Stoll made last year, yeah. and I, it's it's going to be uh, kind of a 
tight end by committee type of approach. Yeah. Yep. He's going to be your guy. Yes. And he was the face of Big Ten Media Days. Yep. He's really well spoken. He under, it, it sounds like he really understands the whole concept of what we're trying to get done here. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's going to be a big key this year. Yeah, I think between him and Austin Allen, the mm-hmm. six foot eight dude from what was he from Norfolk? Aurora. Aurora yep. from A Town. <laughs> from A Town. I think between those two guys, I mean Jack Stoll, he's he's definitely on the all bus team. I mean, mm-hmm. he looks the part, the mullet, I mean, very intimidating always, you know. So it also gives you a lot to live up to. When you come out with a mullet, you better you yeah. better be on your shit. You can't you know? be a scrub and rock and mullet. No, exactly. You ain't you can't be you're riding the be, pine yeah, mullet wise. You're gonna be, like, be cut. Exactly. Yeah. So, for me, I mean, I think, obviously, Adrian Martinez going to ball out. J.D. Spillman's going to do his thing. I mean, he's, he's just going to – J.D. is going to be J.D. He's going to roll out of bed, get you seven catches, 100 yards, and probably a touchdown. Most consistent player we've had on the roster for two years in a row. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, by probably the end of the year, he's probably going to be Nebraska's all-time leading receiver in yeah. every single he's category. He's going to 1,100-plus, probably. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, I mean, outside of that, you've got – as far as what are you guys expecting for somebody else to step up on offense? I mean, you got Woodyard, uh, Wondell Robinson coming in with a lot of hype. Washington, is he going to be there or not? Is he going to be able to pull his head out of his fucking ass? I mean, listen, we all like all like you know smoking weed, doing all our shit. But come on, man, you're smoking weed in the dorms. I mean, yeah, don't come, do on, come on, come on, brother. I mean, that's. That's just a, you know, a terrible. Good, that's not good awareness right there. Your exactly. rating's going down. Exactly. So, um, Wandell, I mean, from all all signs from camp, the guy is just completely balling out and is, is as advertised. Yes. What do you What do you think of how they're going to use him? I I've seen the videos. He's lining up at running back, slot, receiver. Um, what, what do you think for him as a projection of this season? What do you What are you expecting out of him? So I think that they the the pundits try to put him at a receiver first. But now, in recent time, they've been uh, putting him more in at the running back position. And I think he has a more natural feel at running back. Yep. But he has the skills to run routes, like in the Under Armour All-American game. Did a great job of, of getting open and running routes like a receiver. Um, but I think the surprise will be that he'll play more in the backfield. I, I agree. Uh, mainly because he's so small. And now we're growing our size and offensive line. Yep. So, like, it's going to be hard to pick him up out of the backfield. Yeah. Catch a little will route, option route. He's going to be a lot like Corey Ross, kind of. Poor chop. Poor chop from Denver. 5'6", 5'7", maybe if you're lying on the roster. Also, he was the reason that uh, we didn't uh, offer Danny Woodhead a scholarship. Uh, But, you know, it is what it is. Shout out to Danny Woodhead. Yep. Yep. Um, Schedule-wise, I mean, it's about as favorable a schedule as you can ask for. I mean, all of our tough games uh, are at home. I mean, how do you feel feel about always having Northwestern, Wisconsin, Iowa, basically our toughest Big Ten West games always, you know, either at home or on the road? Do you think that maybe the schedule needs to be revamped where we're not facing all three of our biggest Big Ten West foes either at home or away? What do you you guys feel about that? I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. I mean – you look at it last year, you know, we should have beat Northwestern. Right. We sh- probably should have beat Iowa if we hadn't. We should never lose Iowa. Start. Could, could have beaten Purdue, kind of. I mean, they well, beat us pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. That I don't was think we played game. Well. I think we got one of the only games we got fully outplayed. Wisconsin right. kind of beat up on us, too. Yeah. But, no, I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's an issue. I think it's finally a good feeling to be out of, like, that initiation period of the Big Ten where we're getting the gauntlet schedule every year. Yeah, right. Where now, like, we get this schedule, and Iowa has a shitty schedule. Like, yep. they and Wisconsin. Wisconsin's got a really... 
Wisconsin's got a really tough schedule. Yeah, I have, think they've got Penn have, State, Michigan State, and Ohio State. I was going to say, we don't have Penn State, Michigan State, or Michigan. Right, exactly. It's all about those crossover games. So, um, yeah, all those all those opponents can give a shit for having a tough schedule, or an uh, easy schedule this year, and if you want to put it in quotes, easy, because yeah. no Big Ten schedule is really that easy. No. I think um, a lot of people are high on Minnesota because of their crossover schedule. They, right. they miss Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State this year. Some might call it an elite schedule. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, row the boat on that. But uh, So, was, Minnesota's got a good break on the schedule. Uh, as far as our other guys, Northwestern, uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, got a lot of tough crossover games. But, um, like I said, our home, our our tough games are all sitting up at home. And so it's, like you said, it's really getting off to a good start. It's with that 4-0 start, rolling and into Ohio State, you know, how good is Justin Fields really going to be? I mean, is this guy is I, – I don't know if you guys watch that QB1 or not. Yep. I watched the oh, season yeah. he was on, and, you know, he seemed like a fucking shithead. I mean, it, he didn't seem like – he didn't see yeah, exactly. He didn't seem like he was himself. a guy that's in the film room, watched oh, film. No. He just goes out, and I'm a, I'm a better athlete than you, and He's, I can – I can throw and run and make plays, but it's like how how far is that going to get you in big time football? Right. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I think Ohio State this year could be you know our breakout game. You know I that's going to be a prime time. Like I said, that that has game day implication. We both start four and zero. I believe game day is going to be here. I've looked at the other games that mm-hmm. week four or excuse me week five, and that could be the uh, game day. And what game day hasn't been here since what the USC game. I think uh, in 2006, yeah. 2007. Jesus yeah. yeah, I believe that was the last was time they were. Game. Yeah. So, 70, put up 70 on us in case anyone Yeah, they rolled us up. So uh, a lot of, lot of big things on the horizon this season. Um, after the Ohio State game, we kind of roll into uh, the meat of our Big Ten West, basically the games we need to win. We got Northwestern, Minnesota, and then Indiana, a three-game stretch. And then after that, you got Purdue, Wisconsin, Maryland. And then, of course, always ending with fucking the shitty-ass high school. Hawkeyes and Black Friday. But on uh, top of that, on top of the favorable matchups and where they're at mm-hmm. and everything, we have two bye weeks that fall pretty conveniently towards like the the back end of the schedule. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's huge for getting getting the legs back under the players and kind of you know, like refining injuries and things like that and getting getting that treatment in. Yep. I think that you know, if if we're we're hot and we're doing what we should do. I mean that those two bye weeks could could big pose, help like, really really big big benefits to us yeah. in the long run. Oh yeah. Which of these incoming freshmen do you guys outside of Wandell, um, which is the obvious guy, but which one of these impacts are incoming freshmen, true freshmen? Um, do you expect to actually get some playing time? How many freshmen do you think we're going to play, um, or how many are actually going to contribute? I mean, it's uh, for me. I like the kid out of uh, Scotts Bluff, the Garrett Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that guy's got a. He's kind of got that. He's got uh, a throwback mentality. Yeah, that Chase Winovich from uh, uh, yep. Michigan. I mean, the long hair, the high motor. I saw him at Fan Day. The motherfucker has already got Jack. a grown ass man body. Jack. So I, a couple of the other freshmen I saw, the Jackson Hanna, yep. uh, Nick Heinrich from uh, Burke, mm-hmm. the, um, the tight end for Burke, those guys aren't ready to play this year. Those guys are, they're, they're small, their arms are tiny, they're not ready, they're not ready for Big Ten football quite yet. They're going to need a year in the gym, but that Garrett Nelson, to me, he looked like he was ready to go ahead and step in, and you know, I've got a soft spot for any guy from Nebraska with a high motor that yep. gets after the ball, so for me, I like the Garrett Nelson. Who are you guys seeing? What are you guys hearing? What are you liking out of the fresh, incoming freshman? I think of an incoming freshman, besides the linebacker you're talking about, uh, one of the freshman receivers is going to come out and, and get some playing time, quality playing time. Yeah. You know, you got a couple older guys ahead of him. 
Um, you know, you get your Cade Warner, walk on, hard worker, all that stuff. But there's going to be a time. They give him a scholarship yet? Not yet. Yeah. They need an injection of speed, though. They got Demarion Houston. Mm-hmm. They got Jamie the Nance. Dance. Yeah, Jamie Nance. Yeah. Also really fast. I got to see those guys at the clinic, too. And, and those guys really are fast. They are a cut above a little bit. I don't know, you know, playbook-wise. But of the three freshman receivers, I expect one of them to contribute a lot. What about uh, the Polo Gates? I think that guy seems like a guy that can come in and play right away, especially yeah, in the secondary. Know. Yeah, maybe as the dime, dime package. Play. You know, I mean, I could see him redshirting this year. I could see it either yeah. way. He's aggressive. Yeah. Polynesians are known for putting on strength and mm-hmm. size and muscle in college. Yeah. He might not be ready to play, but he could be a guy you throw in on year one special teams. Yeah, especially as a, a dime coverage. corner, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just as hits. far as looks. The guy looks like he could step in he right away. And he's not going to be yeah. outmatched physically. I mean, he's yeah. he's a big, tall kid, like you know, good hang. size. Looks like he can hit. I think, you know, I think they'll probably find some time for him to get on yeah. in there and uh, make some plays. For me, the the red shirt – or not the red shirt. The, the freshman to look for is – the Ramir Johnson running back. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the the goal of Scott Frost's offense is to get like a three three running back head, by committee yeah. Yeah. collection of going. collection of guys. Do you yeah. think Do you think Washington can be an every down back? I mean, no, or is he just I, a third no, down change better, of pace guy? I think he's better stretched out. Yeah. I think he's better like running. And you a can sweep flex or, him out in the receiver know, position. You saw slot. what he can do as a receiver against Iowa. Absolutely. Um, but I think Ramir Johnson is that third guy that yep. you know they could start got working to. But I do think the one freshman to look forward to going forward is Ty Robinson. Ooh. Man, that, that guy, guy looks like a grown big man. Big, that guy he's is the bigger than anybody on this team, and he's a red. Or he's a true, true freshman. freshman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he I was agree. that four-star guy in the All-American yep. game this yep. year. All the coaches oh, came to him on, on that one day. All the coaches, all of them rallied to him that one day. That yeah. shows you how much they really yeah. value him as a player. But if there's a position Nebraska is super Benhart. deep at, it, it would yeah. be defensive line. Like Our defensive line looks like a bunch of grown-ass men. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those guys. Daniels, huge transfer. Yeah, yep. Darian Daniels, I mean, it looks like he's going to be the starting one technique. Uh-huh. Um and then you've got the Davis twins, obviously. Yep. Um, Stilly, Ben Stilly. Ben Stilly. Monster yeah. from Nebraska. Yeah, and, and he's just getting... Chris Walker? Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yes, yeah. Shout out Spartans. Oh, yes, God, yeah. you see those videos. I mean, they he's look like fucking room. Game of Thrones dudes yeah. on there. Just uh-huh. like, I don't know I don't know if he's just a weight room guy or he can actually play, um, you know, East, East guys. I hope it translates. East high guys ain't been known to do too much. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know we're a little subtle jab. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to root for him, though. The guy, oh, yeah. the guy looks good. He looks we're like. We're on the same team. That's right. <laughs> so, but I think those guys are probably some of the guys are going to come in and make an impact. And what those guys along the offense line, would you Bryce say? Bryce Benhart. Benhart. Ben Hart. Yeah. 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 Another and the offensive guy. line is probably the hardest position to transition from high school to college in terms yeah. of your strength. Your technique, they got a lot of stuff, their flexibility. They're big dudes. They gotta learn a lot of new stuff and they can't just lean on people anymore. But you can so. you can see the type of frame yes. that, that our coaching staff 100%. Is, is going frame, after though. Aggressiveness. Like tall, lanky, but they can build them. Yes. You can put because, weight on. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is is Mills gonna be the guy that we expect him I'm to be? I'm sold on Mills. I, I think so too. I mean, I, he's already proven himself on the D one level at, yep. at Georgia Tech. Yep. Um, you know, he balled out what he's the second or first leading rusher in JUCO behind. I think his him and his teammate at Garden City yeah. were both one and two and leading rusher in JUCO. He's a downhill runner, so that's kind of what we're looking for because I think we've got a bunch of uh, speedsters Speed, or whatever. Quick, so he's chippy. a good north and south yeah. guy. I think he's. I mean, who do you think at the end of the day is our leading rusher? Dedrick and then Dedrick and Mills, and then down Dedrick Mills number one. Then one of our speed guys, your Raymer Johnson, your Mo Washington, somebody like that's going to be number two. I even like Wyatt Majeur. Call me a homer. Call me a biased Nebraska guy. 
But why Majeur, man, he's got some explosiveness in the spring game. He can play. He's not going to be a starter, but yeah, I want to get yeah. him on the field. What's the deal with Jalen Bradley? I mean, this I guy this guy fucking looks – I saw him play in high school at Bellevue yeah. West. Explosion. The guy looked legit. Look fast. I see him play in the spring game. Yep. He looked like the best running back in the spring game. Granted, not everybody was playing, but to me, he Didn't looked – red shirt, played as a true freshman. Yeah. He, he When Frost came to town, I was, I the first thing I said was like, Jalen Bradley is about yeah. to ball out. This guy is a one-cut – Fucking put your foot in the yep. dirt and get He's up field. And for some reason, this guy's not even talking about. And don't sound sounds like he can't. He's put on weight. Yep. ain't hitting the bucks. He's you know, the McDonald's diet. So what I heard too is he was Central Florida's number one running back recruit. Frost last year at Central Florida. Obviously, they didn't get him. He went to Nebraska. Then Frost came here. Um, you know, he got a chance to showcase what he has in the spring this year. He did a little bit better. What they said was holding him back was. A little bit of lingering injuries, but more importantly, just his understanding of the playbook and where to line up and where to go. Yeah. I think it's put up or shut up time for him. But I do get some innate Antonio Brown feels from him. Mm. I think he's a head case. I don't. I want him to do well. Yep. But I don't believe in him personally. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just. I don't know. The guy. Every time I see him play, uh, he, he looks like yes. he's the deal. But uh, it, it. You know. Can't it, everything together. you hear in camp, you. I haven't heard his name mentioned once. So uh, it's just you know. It's sad here. You want to see the homegrown guys. Do well, but it's you know it is what it is. You can't you can't fucking, play, you, you can't, can't, play. You gotta, you can't you hit the play. books. You can't fucking stay in shape, and you can't play, man. Unfortunately, hey, you, gotta, you gotta play the best player. Exactly, right? that's it. And you know, exactly. He, I don't think he's anywhere near the best player. No, no, position. but I I think he you know I think he has the physical traits to be in the in the top three rotation. Right, but he's not doing the work he needs to do but to get there. Do you really think in six weeks we're going to be talking about Jalen Bradley? No, we're I gonna, hope not. No. But, by the end of the season, we won't remember who he is, and he'll probably transfer and, and out. I'm not saying he's gone like from the team. I'm saying yeah. he's gone. Yeah, from but he's not going to be in the like, conversation yet. Right. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have Jalen or not Jalen Bradley, but uh, Deidre Mo Wash or Deidre Mills or yeah. Ramir or whatever breaking yeah. out at this yeah. point. So Hopefully, all the Mo Wash shit gets put behind him. I mean, I think it's a bunch of hoopla, stupid fucking millennial kids he bullshit. He did news fifteen. Yeah, exactly. It's like that should happen before he was even on campus yep. here. I think that should be, you know, based on the I'm not saying what he did was right. No. But I think the penalty should fit the crime. Yeah. So maybe get suspended for a game or two, but I don't think it I don't think it is I don't think it um, makes him like suspended from the team or kicked out of college forever. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. I hope that it all gets put behind him. Maybe they make him sit for the first game and then, you know, yeah. fucking let him rip after that. As far as wide receivers, obviously we already talked about uh uh JD Spillman. He's gonna do his goddamn thing. Who who else is going to step? Who's going to be the number two receiver? Is it going to be Warner? Is it going to be Woodyard? Is it going to be a freshman? So I'm not in midseason form yet, and I can't pronounce his name yet, but the Cal guy. Oh, yes. Uh, He's going to be... We'll just call him the Cal guy. We'll call him the Cal guy. Oh, yeah. Cal yeah. guy works for me. Once we watch a couple games, we get that name instilled into our brains. Yes. It's going to be good yeah. to go. It's going to be harder to pronounce than those guys on all the basketball team. I think he's going to be like... <laughs> shit. God he's going to be like a Stanley Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's got the repetitions. He had his his uh, biggest contributing year for Cal. He had over 700 yards receiving. Yeah, I know. He, and they've talked about him. He knows the playbook. He comes in, treats like a professional. You know, exactly. he's not immature about it. He's learning the plays, and he's getting out there and he's playing well. Yeah. And I think Mike Williams too. Yeah, yeah. Like, Mike Williams. Talk. It's, Williams you know. and Woodyard. There's talk about them in the weight room. Yeah. How explosive they are in their yeah. lifts. But no rock, no block, no rock. Yep. You know, they that kind of plagued him last year, so hopefully the, hopefully they want to block. And I know? think uh, Cade Warner, I think he is just going to be Cade Warner. Be yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to be the team in receptions, but I think he might always be in the starting lineup. Exactly. He's a good 
possession receiver yeah. with very reliable hands. And he knows what he's doing at all times. You call audible, you know he's going to line up in the right spot. You know he's going to run the play. Yeah, yeah going back, um, I think Jack Stoll probably is going to yeah. be yeah. our third or fourth yeah. highest I receiver. I think he should be our third. Yards. Yeah, in receptions and yards, yep. I think, I think mm-hmm. Jack Stoll should be like around about third. About third, yeah. Yep, yep. That, that would work out. Um, as far as, like we talked about the schedule already, what, what pos- potential trap games do you guys see on the schedule? I mean... Uh, the Lions have came out from Vegas. Nebraska's favored in every single game outside of the Ohio State game. But if you, there was a potential trap game, what, what are you guys seeing on the schedule as something that could snag us up? Because, I mean, in all likelihood, I mean, I'm a diehard Nebraska fan, but we're probably not going to go 11-1, and which would be fucking great. Yeah. But what do you guys see out there as games that maybe under the radar that, you know, outside of the Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa, what, what are you guys seeing out there in potential uh, slip-ups? Two words, at Maryland. Yeah. Oh, they're running uh, back. Yeah, Maryland's been Booger, Booger McFarland's kid. Yeah, oh baby, yeah. he is a burner. Yeah, he had 300 yards he in one game. Get burned by big time running backs. Right, pretty pretty regularly. And they've got what? That's uh, between our two big brothers or big, little brothers, however you want to yeah. say it. Mainly big brother Wisconsin, little brother Iowa. Right, sorry Iowa. But that's between those two games at Maryland. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's the game. Yeah, that we they've might got slip what uh, Alabama's uh, former D coordinator is yeah. the new head coach, right? For Maryland, uh, for Maryland, he's a new he head got coach. Loxley, he's yeah. the O coordinator. Yeah, Mike so, Loxley. Yeah. Okay, anyway. so and just I, we've never played at Maryland, right? Just the un, we don't play them that often. We spank often them enough. usually, but yeah, no, they're on the up and up. They got a good coach. They they've former Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They've, right. It's because they've jumped up and beat Texas the last two years, yeah. so it's kind of like. Put them, but I mean, as far as um, they've put out rankings, and they have Maryland as one of the worst teams in the fucking country. Yeah, yeah. like they're in the bottom ten. So I think Oregon State is the worst. Yeah, the so country, there was three teams on. There was three teams on our roster that were in the bottom ten of Power Five uh, uh, rated teams: uh, Colorado, Maryland, and uh, Illinois, Illinois. Were yeah. three of the worst rated uh, Power Five teams. So it's <laughs> like. Okay, so all things are aligning for a second year jump for Nebraska. Yeah. It's like the schedule is set up nice. We've got a we've got our quarterback, we've got our coach. So it's it's really this is the year to do it and it kind of explains why the national media is putting Nebraska on such a pedestal. I mean, it was I I felt it was kind of nice that we didn't come out rated in the top twenty five in the coaches poll the preseason. You know, pretty just, much win one game. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're exactly. On the, we're on the fringe. And you know, if Frost would have voted us in the top twenty five, <laughs> you know, we would have been in the top twenty five. I respect, I respect yeah. that he didn't. Exactly. You know that we're going to come out of the top twenty five in the uh, AP poll. Though. Exactly. The top, if we go four and zero to media start the season, it's building us up. Oh yeah. For me, the trap game. I think. Is the Northwestern game, which I don't know yeah. they beat us last year. I don't Northwestern know is game. the ultimate bugaboo they for are. for the Skurs. And coming off, let's say we start four zero, we're feeling good. We're at home versus Northwestern. They beat us in overtime. You got all these things that make us feel like we should have the juice and the flow and the hype to get get it done. Yep. But Hunter Johnson, bro, right. number two quarterback coming out of high school. Yep. I watched him Clem- transfer from game. Clemson. He has a rocket launcher for right arm. Yep. But my favorite. And you know Northwestern's not going to come out and no. beat themselves. They're the least yeah. penalized team last year. They were, yeah. They're not going to come out and beat themselves. They're, They're always a well-touched They're team. They're going to play special teams. Good coach team. But Hunter Johnson's the X factor. I'm yeah. telling you. Number two quarterback coming out of high school. But my favorite fact about Hunter Johnson when I was watching Under Armour All-American game, because he has a rocket launcher, so he can throw. But his 4x4 track team in high school were state champions, and he was the anchor like it was 4x4, mm-hmm. and he went balls to the wall every time. And 
hated to lose. Yep. 100 to 400 were his races. Yep. He's a white guy quarterback that you might not think is fast. <laughs> they got some wheels, huh? He's got some wheels. Yeah. And some, that innate competitor in him is he hates to lose. Yep. So I, I fear the Northwestern game. So I think Northwestern as a trap game could go one of two ways because Ohio State falls before that. Right. And so I think if we go out and we beat Ohio State, definitely Northwestern is our right. 100% yeah. trap game. Right. Yep, but if we put all our focus if on Ohio, Ohio State, State beats us, we might come out nasty. Curbs on them. Yep. Yes. But if, if we put our focus on Ohio State and we have a big emotional roller coaster in that game, yep. highs and lows, we might be depleted going into Northwestern mm-hmm. and we're at home and they kind of lull us to sleep and then they beat us like yep. they yep. think they can. For me, it's it's unfortunately Mr. Rowe, your fucking boat. Oh, I, shit. Yeah, at Minnesota. Yeah. They're at trendy. Minis- yeah. They're trendy, but they I are. And I don't, I'm not picking them. I don't think they're going to win the conference or anything, but going on the road after Ohio State. And Northwestern, it, it's a game that can get overlooked. But Minnesota, like I said, they don't have too many tough games on their schedule, so they're going to be putting. And we got our first W against them last year, so they're going to be putting a lot of stock into this Nebraska game. And not to mention, Nebraska fans always show out to everywhere, so they're going to be expecting a big shout in Nebraska contingent there in Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, great stadium, great city. Um, I think Mr. Roya Boat is going to be probably our biggest trap game of the season because they're going to be overlooked. Um, but I think we need to make sure that we have our shit on straight and be more than prepared for these guys because they're going to be looking to uh, row their boat up and yeah. down the fucking field against us. Plus the fact that we stomped them so bad last year, you know, that we might just innately think that we're just going to beat them. Yeah, exactly. After we did them so dirty last year, you know, beat them by 30. Last year. Who was that where they got that tackle that's like six foot eight, fucking yeah. 700 pounds or something? That, I was I was pretty close to the field and just like seeing him up close, it was like, God damn, man, that guy is fucking huge. I mean, yep. it's not going to be a lot of pass rush coming around his end because once he gets them paws on you, it's okay. a wrap. Yep. So, <laughs> but okay, so we talked around the schedule. Give me, give me your guys' take on with a season outlook. What, what are you guys expecting to see record wise, finish wise? What are you guys expecting to see? Just let's go ahead and put a bow on this. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, I, I'm going to settle with nine and three. Nine and three. Nine and three. Okay. Um, it's very cautiously up. Op- not really cautiously. It's very optimistic. Yep. Um, considering we went four and eight the last two years. Um, but no, I think we get the win on South Alabama, Colorado, Northern Illinois, Illinois. I think Ohio State gets us at home. Unfortunately, I think we beat Northwestern. I think we beat Minnesota. I think we beat Indiana. I think we lose to Purdue. I think we lose to Wisconsin. I think we beat Maryland, and I think we beat Iowa. Okay, so 9-3. Now, you have not put us in the Big Ten Championship game as Big Ten West I champs. I think 100% we're in the Big Ten Championship game. I think we probably play everyone say in Michigan. I think it's still Ohio State. Yeah. I think we get them. Okay, we get him. And that, we and then that sets us up for and a uh, big bowl game. I think yeah. we're in the Rose Bowl. Bowl, and I think we probably play Oregon. Oh. Pac-12 I, Oregon is my sleeper team in the country. I think Oregon yeah. and a lot of the Pac-12 teams are going underneath the radar. They've got a great quarterback. Right. Uh, they got talking shit they've got, about the Pac-12 in yeah. the media. They've got the number one defensive recruit coming in. Justin Herbert is a stud. Yeah. Justin Herbert is a stud. Relinquish the draft to come back for another year. Yep. Yeah. Drew, who are you? What, what kind of outlook are you seeing for the season? So I'm going to temper the expectations of Husker Nation. Yep. Bring, rail us in. Bring us back in. Pains me to do this. I'm going to say 7-5. and five, Oh, still, my fucking God. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm Drew Burson will not be returning to the show next week. <laughs> <laughs> seven and five, obviously six games get bowl eligible. Seven and five, hell, might get us in the in the West. Yeah. You know, still might have us be the leader in the West. That's not saying all the other teams in the West are going to win, but I think I think we got to temper expectations because 
even last year in the winnable games I thought we had, we still finished four and eight. We're still ironing shit out. It's year two. We're not going to go thirteen and zero like you did at Central Florida. So I think seven and five is a healthy, uh, smart and safe prediction. You know, I would like us to win more than that, obviously, but I think seven and five maybe where we settle, and I hope for better. Yep. For me, uh, I think in a coach quarterback sport, we've got the best coach and the best quarterback in the conference. And when you have those two things, I think the possibilities are endless. Uh, I think we're going to go ten and two. Uh, I think we're I think we're beating Ohio State. Oh, I think we're going to slip up either between Northwestern Minnesota and maybe right. Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, win the Big Ten West and I don't like I said. I think it's still Ohio State coming out of the East. Maybe lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, go to a New Year's Six Bowl, win that, and really leap board into the next season where yeah. then the expectations are. I think year three is where it really takes off. Top top ten, top five finishes where now we have Adrian Martinez coming Junior. back. He's coming in his third year. Frost coming back. we got the recruits coming in. Not to mention, you know, when we get off to a season, uh, have a good season like this, I mean, we went 4-8 and eight last year. If we go 10-2, 9-3 this year, that's going to get way more buzz, way more recruits coming in. And then this kind of just spring springboards us into the upcoming seasons, and it we're brings still a young team. Yeah, and it oh, yeah. brings Nebraska back to prominence. Not like we're no, I don't think we're ever getting back to ninety four, ninety five. But you know, I think I Not think yet. Frost is going to have us in the direction where we're going to be compete for the Big Ten title every year, and that's exactly where we should be. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in yeah. a very favorable division, the Big Ten West. We need to be competing, competing for the Big Ten West title every year. That every needs to be year. the minimum expectation every year coming of excellence. into The minimum standard of excellence is winning the, the Big Ten West and getting in the championship game. Exactly. So with that, uh, after this, we're going to come back, put a bow on the on this first episode of Big Red Revival. Hope you've enjoyed. Uh, coming back after this, we'll go ahead and wrap this show up. All right, that about does it for episode one of the Big Red Revival podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. I know we certainly had a blast bringing it to you guys. Also, feel free to go ahead and reach out to us. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you thought, positive or negative. You can go ahead and leave us here comments here through the app, or feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. We're all three on there. Uh, I'm at TaylorMade04. Taylor is with an E-R. Uh, Zach, he is at ZRaby14. And Coach Drew is at CoachDrew385. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. If you like what you heard, please feel free to go ahead and uh, subscribe to our podcast. We'll be coming to you every single week uh, during the football season. Uh, Next episode, we'll be breaking down South Alabama. And then uh, we're also going to be doing a little betting segment since all three of us seem to uh, fancy ourselves as uh, betting sharp. So we're on to game week. Appreciate you listening. Go Big Red.